Thank you so much for joining us online today at Christ Covenant Church. We hope you sense God's presence and are encouraged by the message. Now, here's Pastor Ryan Weems. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Again, we are so grateful that you're here. Uh, we know it's going to be a little bit cold tonight like it has been the last couple of days. So thank you so much for being here in the room. Y'all look so good. You sound so good. And a big shout out to everybody watching us online as well. I, I got to tell you, and I'll talk about this even a little bit later, but, but I got the best job in the world. How awesome it is to be a part of the church and what God's doing, to worship Jesus. And y'all saw it coming in. It's big and huge letters and in lights. It's all about Jesus. Amen, somebody. So, so grateful again that you're here. And I just want to give a big thank you as well to a, a very, very special uh, group of people. They're a huge part of what God is doing here in and amongst us. And so we've got so many uh, volunteers. We call them the dream team. And, and it's not just the people serving up here on the platform, even though they did an incredible job, but we got people in the booth. And there's also kid, uh, people that are watching our kids and people that pour coffee and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's so many ushers, greeters, the list goes on and on. And so can we do our best, Christ Covenant, and thank all of our incredible volunteers? Yeah. I always dreamed of leading a church that wasn't all about me because I am very limited. And so I'm so grateful that we all get to do this together. And, and I want to pastor you just for a moment, just like Pastor Dante said a moment ago. I want to challenge you. I'm going to double dog dare you with the cherry on top to be a part of our New Year's Day praise party. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, literally, it's going to be heaven meeting earth. I, I've got full confidence that God is going to do notable miracles. Why? Because he wants to and he has the power. And so if you need a miracle, uh, make sure that you come and even if you don't need a miracle stand in the gap for somebody else we're going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to lay hands on people it's just going to be it's going to be awesome you'll be so grateful that you spent the first day of 2023 in God's house and so I want you to join me for one of those services it's going to be spectacular and then also uh, I can't say much about this uh, but uh, not tomorrow but the, the Sunday I'm talking about New Year's Day that praise party I've got a huge announcement God has already already done a miracle and I can't tell you tonight but I can't wait to tell you on that Sunday and so if anything you want to be here for that and then of course we'll worship Jesus together it's what it's all about well you know uh, I, I love Christmas time uh, I, I started celebrating Christmas way early this year in fact I, I celebrated start celebrating a little too early to even tell you when because it was early uh, but I love it and I love the carols that we've sang tonight we've got one more that we'll sing at the end and and I love just the decorations and and in our house, uh, we always have a nativity set up. In fact, we got two of them. We've got one nativity scene that's a part of our decor that the kids aren't allowed to touch. Come on, mom and dad. You know, you got that stuff in your house. Like, don't even look at it, you know? It's expensive. And, and then we have another nativity set that's wooden that they can play with, and they play with it all the time. And so we've got that in our house. And, and of course, we've got that outside. You saw that Mary and Joseph here and, and baby Jesus out there. And so make sure you get a picture with them. And, and uh, I don't know if the animals will still be there. It's getting real cold, but they're at least there before as you're walking walking in but we got the nativity in our house and maybe you got one in yours and, and of course we've got the one outside uh, but I did a little research this last week and I found actually a couple of nativities that people created for their home uh, that were very creative and uh, they're actually pretty pretty funny and so I think they'll make you laugh a little bit and if anything at least crack a smile as so I show them the last service I want to show them uh, to you here tonight and so show this first nativity scene I found online uh, that's the modern day 
nativity scene. I've been calling it the hipster nativity. And so you could see there you got Joseph and what's he doing? He's taking a selfie with Jesus. And, and then you got Mary. I love that she's got her $10 Starbucks drink, you know, right there in her hand. And, and instead of wise men, it's actually Amazon package delivery people on Segways. Now let's be honest, who's had Amazon at your house way too much this Christmas season, okay? Awesome, me too. They were out and about today as well. I don't know if you could see it from your seat in the room or watching online, but the wise man on the left, he's got a man bun, okay? I don't know how wise that is. And one last detail that I just think is so, so stinking funny, and I hope you could see it from where you're at, but in the bottom left of that picture, can you see the feed for the animals? It's gluten-free feed. Modern day, even our pets have allergies, you know? And so I thought that one was pretty funny. You can actually purchase that one. I got one more to show you with the picture. Uh, show this next one, please. This is the Coke nativity. And uh, do y'all remember that kind of program they had or I guess marketing campaign where this Coke's for you and you could get it with your name on it. Maybe they're still doing it, but you got Jose there and it's not Jesus, it's Jesus right there. And then you've got an angel and uh, it's pretty awesome. So I thought those are pretty funny, but tonight I actually got a, a nativity to show you and I wanna use it as an illustration. I think our kids will like it. And of course, adults, I think it's, you'll relate to this as well. Pastor Dante's gonna help me out. Uh, speaking on Amazon, I actually bought this on Amazon. Ours is a little too small to show you. So some of these characters are actually 12 inches tall. So hopefully you can see it even, even online. Thank you so much, Pastor Dante. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you so much. And by the way, man, your beard is the best beard out there. We got some guys with some awesome beards, but your beard is, is awesome. All right. So we got our nativity scene here. So I want to show you a couple things. Um, but the nativity is a, a really cool thing, not only for decor, but of course, it all originated from Luke chapter 2, verses 11 through 12. We actually have read those tonight. You saw them on the screen in the video before me. But it says this. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So that's the manger scene that we have here in the nativity. And of course, in the, mental, in the middle, excuse me, at the center, uh, we have baby Jesus. And you really can't even say it normal. You gotta say it like this. Come on, kids, you gotta say baby Jesus. You know, it's baby Jesus. And he's all cute. And, and uh, you got him there at the center. And then you've got, you got mom, and dad, Mary and Joseph. And we actually just finished a series. And if you're brand new, you should check it out on YouTube on demand or wherever you listen to podcasts, it's there. It's called the Christmas Miracle. Uh, but actually talked about Mary and Joseph and uh, when they had baby Jesus, like it was not a dream scenario for them. It was actually more like a nightmare and, and God worked through it and did a miracle. And I think that actually encouraged you if you're in a nightmare season. So you've got mom and dad there. And then of course, you've got the shepherds and and usually the shepherd's holding a lamb like this one is, and sometimes it's around its neck, right? You've seen that. Maybe that's what yours looks like. And, and I talked about the shepherds last week, and, and really these were hard workers, and they, they were out in the fields. They were working the graveyard shift, and so you've got them there. And, and what's really cool about the shepherds is uh, God made sure that the first people that found out the big reveal of Jesus coming to earth, Emmanuel, God with us, the first people were the shepherds that God picked. And that's encouraging because they actually were the lowest of the low back then. 
And so if you've ever felt low or neglected or discarded, you should actually be encouraged that God wants to reveal himself to you just like he did with the shepherds. I know I've felt that way many times in my life. And then you've got the barn animals there. I love that video we showed a little bit earlier. And and by the way, just pro tip, parent tip, grandparenting tip. If you've never watched with your kids or grandkids, The Star, that's a great Christmas movie. It's got a lot of truth there. It's a lot of fun. And so you got the barn animals and and, and the nativity scene, a lot of times we picture it in a barn or in a stable, which maybe was the case, uh, but it could have been even in a cave. And so you did have animals there because Jesus was in a manger, which was a feeding trough for animals. So that's how we know they were there. And then last but not least, uh, in every nativity scene, you've got the wise men. And in every one, there's, there's always three, right? Uh, but if you study the passage, you find out uh, that it maybe was three, but there's a good chance it was a lot more. Some scholars even think it wasn't three, it was 300 that were there, like a big caravan of wise men and their scribes and all of that. Uh, but we think three because of the three gifts, right? So you got gold, frankincense, and, and myrrh. Now, just for a moment here, uh, I'm gonna burst your Christmas bubble, okay? And so it may offend you a little bit, but that's okay. You just need to know uh, that if you study the passages, you find out that the wise men, the magi, they actually weren't even there at the nativity. Some of you are thinking, I've never heard that before. You need to do some research on it. It's actually pretty fascinating that they actually didn't show up till two years later. So it wasn't baby baby Jesus anymore. It was toddler Jesus uh, in his twos. That's that's, that's where it was. And there's a little joke in our house, even amongst our kids, because we got the wise men there, but we make sure there's a little bit of a gap there between them and and Mary and Joseph and baby baby Jesus. But you should look it up if you've never heard that before. It's it's very, very true, and it will actually come to light as you study the passages. But but they look good, a part of it, so we're going to keep them a part of this. And so you got... The nativity scene set up. All the players that you know, you've seen this a whole bunch of times. But, but here's what I want to share with you. And I don't have a message tonight. I just want to share a couple of things from my heart to yours. But really what I want to share and what I want us to rally around this Christmas Eve is not what the nativity set looks like in your home, not what the nativity setup looks like in your neighbor's front yard or even the one that we have outside, But here's the question that I want to rally us around, focus us on, is what does the nativity look like? What is it set up like in your heart, in your life? Because you got all the pieces there, but what's at the center of your life? What is this, how is this set up in your world? In fact, I'll say it to you this way, specifically about Jesus, that when it comes to nativity in your life, in your world, Jesus can't just be a part of the set. Jesus must be at the center. Not just a part of the set. He's got to be at the center. So how is this set up in your life? Because if it's not set up this way, I'll just, spoiler alert, it's not going to work. And and your life's not going to operate the way that God intended it to. And so maybe you're here today, and I just want to use this. And again, the kids will like this. The adults will be able to relate to it. But I want to use this as a metaphor, just symbolism, analogy of what our lives look like. Because for you, maybe Jesus is at the center. He's a part of it, but he's kind of on the side. And for you, maybe the shepherd is at the center of your life. The shepherd's at the center of your world. And the shepherd represents our work. And so maybe that's how it is for you. 
And in the same way this is at the center, that's what's at the center of your world. And the way that you know this, that your work and not Jesus is at the center, is what do you give your best to? Your time, your, your energy. Like for some of us, and, and it can happen almost without even trying, like you gotta be careful if you can drift into this, is that you give your best at the office, but when you get home, you give your family whatever's left over and there's not much. And You'll treat people at the office better than you'll treat your kids, or you'll spend more time with your buddies at the office than you do your, your family. And if we're not careful, we can drift into this mode where the shepherd, the work, is at the center of the nativity of our life. And, and remember, Jesus is a part of it still. So what that means is like, you still go to church every once in a while. You try to make it at least a month. And of course, I'm preaching to the choir tonight. You're here, you know, it's Christmas Eve. Like he's a part of your life, but he's not at the center of your life. And you read your Bible every once in a while and you'll pray, especially when things are really, really bad and, and, and you got no other choice and you're like, oh, I gotta do something. Everything else isn't working. And he's a part of it, but he's not at the center. But when your work is at the center, it doesn't work. And it's not set up right. And God's gonna reveal that to you just like he did in the last service, if that's you. But maybe work is not the center. Maybe your life's not revolving around that. Maybe for you, it's, and I'll stick with Mary and Joseph here, they're already close. Maybe for you, it's, it's Mary and Joseph, and that represents family, family first. That represents if you're married, your marriage. If you've got kids or grandkids, your kids, your grandkids, those close relationships. And so for you, Jesus is maybe not at the center, it's, it's your family and and all your time and focus is there. Now, let me just say this disclaimer. My family was in the last service. My wife is in this one as well. And let me just say this. Like, family should be a priority, but they can't be the number one focus. And husbands, you can actually be a better husband if Jesus is the focus and not your wife. She is a priority. She's important. But Jesus is meant to be at the center parents you can be the best parent out there if it's not just the kids at the center of your world but actually Jesus at the center of your life but for far too many of us it's the kids and how many y'all know as a parent sometimes you feel like more like an uber driver and less like a parent because you're driving them from soccer to to choir to this thing and that thing and it's even worse because you ain't making any money for it right you're losing money and so often it's the, that's what I like to call the kid CEO, that your life revolves around the child and we're gonna eat what they wanna eat, even if it's chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs and we're gonna do what they wanna do for vacation. And, and what happens is eventually when those kids get older and they move on, because they've been the focus, but they're no longer there in the house, the marriage crumbles. So empty nesting can be a very, very scary time for a marriage if the kids were at the center. And so maybe it wasn't work for you, maybe... It's family, relationships, but remember, that, that won't work either, and it will fall apart. In fact, I didn't say this last service, but I'm going to say it this service. When you put people in the place that God is only supposed to be, you will always be unsatisfied. You will always be left hurting, and some of you are so wounded right now, and it's because you're expecting from a mere human what only God can provide. I know it's Christmas Eve, but that's good preaching right there. So it doesn't work that way. It's not, not set up right, the nativity of your life and your, your world. But maybe it's not work. Maybe it's not family. Uh, maybe for you, it's, it's this wise man. I'll just put one here for a moment. And uh, the wise man, of course, represents wisdom, knowledge, success, fame, wealth. So if I had coffee with you, and I have a coffee, and I've had meals with a lot of you, but if I sat down with coffee with you over the next couple of days or so, and we just talked life and your world, 
Uh, no one would ever admit to this. Like none of you would just come right out and say, Pastor, I just want to be honest with you. I, 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 I want fame more than anything else. I want likes on Instagram more than anything else. I want people to approve of me more than anything else. I just want money, Pastor. It's all about the Benjamins. No one would say that just free, just out there, but, but maybe you're living that way. And it's all about more likes and more followers and more fame and more wealth and more money and more success. I gotta keep climbing the corporate ladder. But what happens is when that's the center of your world, it doesn't work right. It's not how God has designed and set it up for your life. And when you do that, yeah, you can make more money. Yeah, you can get a higher position, but you'll still be unsatisfied. You still will be unfulfilled. Why? Because it's not how God has set it up. And there's a lot of wealthy people in the world that are miserable tonight because more toys and more cars and more homes and more in their retirement didn't satisfy them. So it doesn't work that way. Now, here's what you're thinking, especially the adults in the room. You're thinking, Pastor, that's great. I get where you're going here. Love the object illustration, but you've used all the scenarios. Can we move on to the next thing? And I know you're thinking that, but I think I maybe got one more that you haven't thought of just yet, especially my type A people just trying to get one step ahead. Uh, I got one more for you. For some of you, your animals are at the center of your world. And you laugh a little bit, but I am spitting facts tonight. How do you know that, Pastor? I have seen your social media accounts and you post a lot about your pets. In fact, far too many people, and I'm trying not to judge you tonight. I got a dog. A lot of you know my journey with our dog, okay? I kind of love her. God's working on my heart still, you know? <laughs> I, I've, I've had to repent many times before the Lord. But, uh, but I'm getting there. But I've seen uh, way too many people that dress their pets nowadays. I've seen way too many people that treat their pet like they're a human. There's far too many people, of course, they do not go to this church, but there are far too many people that they treat their pets better than they treat human beings. I'm all for saving the whales, but let's treat people better first. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not just animals, though. Let's kind of take the analogy and run with it for a moment. Uh, it's not just even pets. This represents tonight, at least for me in this illustration, this represents our hobbies, things we enjoy, things that we like to do. Maybe for you it's golf. Maybe it's hunting, fishing, shopping. It could be a whole bunch of things. And those things are, are great. And even having money, what I talked about earlier, it's not a bad thing, but it was never meant to be the center of your life. And when the hobby and the sports team that you love, which by the way, you love that sports team, college professional, you just need to know they don't love you back, okay? And when it's at the center of your world, you, you always be left wanting. And again, it doesn't satisfy you and this is why God has given us a better way and again that's what I want us to focus on rally around tonight uh, there's another book in the Bible it's actually a couple of books before Luke it's the first book in the New Testament and in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 it says this but seek first this is the answer but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well and so that's how you set up your nativity in your life. That's what your world should revolve around. Not all the other stuff, but your focus, your everything, the center of your life is the sun in your solar system that your life orbits and revolves around. It must be Jesus Christ. And that's 
how it begins to work. If you're gonna give God praise, give him praise tonight. This is how it's meant to be set up. This is when things start to work right. And I'm not saying perfect. Man, we got so many people in this service that, that you're a part of this church every single week. And, and, and you know, I, I share it with you on Sundays. Like, I ain't perfect. I got issues and struggles. My world is definitely not picture perfect. It's not a pop-up book. I got struggles just like you do. So I'm not talking about your life being perfect, but what I am saying that is that it will be better because you're focusing on the main thing. And God says, if you focus on him, he'll take care of everything else. So don't worry about that, focus on him. And he'll, I, I say it to people this way, God can take way better care of you than you can ever take care of yourself. But we gotta get back to the focus. Jesus is the reason for the season. And that's a cute line. It's on coffee mugs and it's on t-shirts, but it's so much more than that. It's the way that God has set up the nativity. It's how it should look in your world, in my world. Focus on him. Number one, Jesus must be at the center of it all. Gotta get back to that. And so here's what I wanna say. And so get ready to close and I'm gonna pray. And then we got just one last thing we're gonna do together and it's gonna be so special. But I've gotta share this with you. I've gotta say this, that one of the joys of my life and I've been able to do it for five years here in Houston at this church and it's just awesome. It's such a privilege. It really is an honor. But what I get to do, not just on Christmas Eve and not just special services, but every single week and not even just every week, every single day, just my life, so what I get to do is not tell you about a program or a service or an event. All that stuff helps, and we've talked about that tonight. It's not even about a message series or any kind of marketing or anything like that. The privilege and the honor that I have is to help you, to coach you, to get Jesus back at the center of your life, to introduce you to Jesus. And for some of you, let's be honest, you've drifted to reintroduce you to Jesus. I want to say something really strong to you, but it's so important that you hear it. That Jesus, not only does it only work for him to be at the center, you need to know that he really can never just be a part of your life. I'll say it to you this way. He can't be second or third or fourth. He's first or nothing at all. And so we kind of like trick ourselves. Oh, we, I'm, he's a part of, no, no, no. He's not an add-on. He's not an app that you download for free whenever you're really hurting. He wants to be a part of your everyday life. He wants a relationship with you. So that's what I get to do every single week, every single day, just introduce you, reintroduce you to Jesus. He's the one that you need. It's all about him. And so I love the honor. And we had a lot of people. God was really moving in first service. I can tell he's really moving right now. And I'd love to introduce you to him tonight. So why don't you close your eyes with me and bow your heads. We're gonna put Jesus at the center of our lives. Jesus, I pray for this church that you're building. I'm so grateful for what you're doing. God, I love services like this that we get to have the elementary kids in here with us. It's so cool. They get to see moms and dads and guardians and other people that they see all the time lifting their hands in worship. And they get to hear messages with their church family. It's so cool. But I pray more than this service, more than the programming, more than this event. 
I pray, God, in this holy moment that we would ask ourselves that question honestly. What is at the center of my life? Like, how is it organized? Is Jesus just a part of it? Or is Jesus at the center? And I pray for any child, any adult that doesn't have you at the center, Lord, I pray tonight they would make a change and they would reorganize the pieces. All that stuff's great and fine, but it can't be first. You should be first and that's when everything works right. And so I pray, God, for anybody that doesn't have you at the center, that this would be their moment, this would be their night. And how special that they can always remember every Christmas Eve moving forward that, hey, that was the Christmas Eve that it sunk in. That was the Christmas Eve that I put Jesus at the center and I never looked back. So right now you can do that. And again, it's an honor, it's a privilege to coach you and how you put them at the center. So with eyes closed, heads bowed in this room and online if you can, if you wanna put Jesus at the center of your life, you can just whisper this to him, I'll coach you. Just whisper to him, he hears you, he loves you, he knows you. You could say this, Jesus, I put you at the center. You're not just a part of my life. I put you at the center of my life. And Jesus, I believe that you came to this world to save me, to rescue me. Come on, you can talk to him, you just whisper to him. And Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin, to clean me up, to make me new. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross. I believe, Jesus, that you rose from the dead. And so I put my faith in you. Jesus, be at the center of it all. And Jesus, I pray for those that have said that prayer, that have put you at the center of the nativity of their life. I pray that not just tonight, but every day moving forward, that anytime there's drift, and anytime there's other pieces trying to get to the center, that you'd remind them of this moment. And God, that they'd put you back where you belong, the main focus. Thank you, God, for what you've done all night long. We give you glory and we give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. So good. Thank you so much for listening today. If you made a decision for Jesus Christ or if your life has been impacted in any way, please send us an email at info at We would love to hear your story. And for those that committed your life to Christ, we want to help you on your new journey by sending our free Start Bible Kit in the mail. If you'd like to partner with us financially, simply click on the Give tab at ChristCove.net. There it will take you to a safe and secure page where you can set up a one-time or recurring gift to help us accomplish our vision, heaven full and hell empty. And as always, you can find out more about Christ Covenant on our website or on Facebook or Instagram at Christ Cove Houston. 